Welcome to the Revo Podcast. Revo Church is one church in multiple locations with a vision to spark a revolution of life change through Jesus. We hope to accomplish this through our core values of love big, serve hard, live bold, grow deep, and move forward. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website at discoverrevo.com. What's going on, family and friends? Thank you so much for inviting us into your home today. If you're outside of the North Carolina area, we're having a snow day today. We have ice, we have snow, we have no milk, uh, no bread. I don't know if there's a secret recipe for milk and bread out there that everyone knows but me, but undoubtedly all, all of that is gone. Even the hot dog buns are gone at this point. And so uh, we're just glad that you'd spend some time worshiping with us uh, today. Look forward to being back live and in person next week. But we didn't want to skip the opportunity to continue along with the 21 days of prayer. My name's Nathan. I'm one of the pastors here at Revo. You've heard from Pastor Barrett and Pastor Matthew already. So campuses from all over our area and from all around the world that are tuning in, we're just glad uh, to be with you today. Uh, We're in this series, really a practical series on prayer, kind of some how-tos. Last week, we talked about how to pray when you don't know what to say. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there before, but those texts from last week really helped me. But today, I want to talk about maybe what is the most commonly voiced prayer. Uh, This is a prayer of blessing. How to pray when you want to be blessed. I don't know anybody that, that doesn't want to be blessed. And so let's, let's take a few minutes this morning to dig into Psalm 112, a great psalm that's going to give us an outline for how to, to be blessed. This is a prayer that is a common prayer, this prayer of blessing. This is something in, in your life that you are asking God for. You want to be blessed in, in some area, some way, shape, or form. Maybe you want to be blessed with a new job, and so you pray that God would open up a door. Maybe you you want to be blessed with a raise. And so you ask God for, for that opportunity. Uh, maybe it's, it's a simple emergency prayer. I don't know if you ever prayed an emergency blessing prayer. <laughs> like, like your gas light has been on for three days and you knew that you needed to fill up and you're just asking God, please God, help me to get to the gas station before the, the, the car just breaks down on the side of the road. Like bless me with, with that. I used to pray blessing prayers in school Every time I had a test, I would look up and say, God, I should have studied more. I need some help. I need a miracle right here. I need, like, bless me with an A or, you know what? A B will be fine. And I'll be, I'll be okay. I promise I will study uh, more. Maybe you've been riding in the car and you're going maybe a little bit too fast and you come up over the hill and you see a police officer at the bottom of the hill with the radar out and you're like, God, please help me. Like, just get me off. Like, help me not to get pulled over this one time. Just this blessing, this just one time. Like, Please, God, please, God, bless me. You ever prayed to be blessed in your life? You know, some people actually don't pray that their life would be blessed because some people just feel bad asking God for stuff for them. They look around the world and everything that's going on and so many people that need more than we do and so many people whose lives are, are not as blessed as us. And sometimes we don't ask God, we don't pray to God for blessings because 
we just feel guilty. We just say, man, you know, honestly, God, it, it'd be better if you helped them out <laughs> instead of me. I, I feel like I'm doing pretty good. So we, we pray for other people's needs. We pray for God to bless other people, but sometimes it can be a struggle uh, for us to, to pray. So how do you pray when you want to be blessed? I guess before we dig into Psalm 112, we need to figure out like, what does the word blessed mean? Uh, it, it's a pretty common word. I mean, when, when you pray before you eat, we say somebody needs to say the, the blessing. Uh, when people sneeze, for some reason, we say, God bless you. <laughs> Crazy story behind that. Uh, but, but what do we say? What, what does it mean when we're asking God to bless us in different ways? Well, I don't know if you think this is a churchy word or a religious word, but it's really not because the word blessed has a simple definition. You ready for it? Blessed means happy. In fact, some of your translations in Psalm 112 will read, happy are those instead of blessed. That's all it means. Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy in various areas of your life? Another way to look at it is, do you want to have the life that others envy? When they look at your marriage, when they look at your career, when they look at your family, when they look at, at the things that you have, the things that God has given you, do people look at that and say, you know what, when, when I grow up, I want to be just like that person. Are you living that blessed life? Uh, that, that's a common hashtag on social media right now. And you can put hashtag blessed and it's supposed to symbolize that you're thankful for whatever is in the picture or whatever is going on in your life. Just a really common word that just answers the simple question, do you want to be happy? I don't know anybody that doesn't want to be happy. I've never met someone that says, you know what? I, I'd rather just be mad or sad or frustrated or angry. I, I, I just don't want to be happy. No, of course not. We want to be happy in every area of our life. What if I told you that the Bible actually tells us that we should be praying so that we could be blessed in different areas of our lives? Well, the psalmist in Psalm 112 writes a great prayer, a great outline for us that I want to look at together. If you are living the life that wants to be blessed, if you have a desire to be blessed in your life, I want us to look at a simple prayer that is loaded with answers to that simple question. What do you pray when you want to be blessed? Check out verse one in Psalm 112. It, it reads this, praise the Lord, blessed. There it is. There's that word, blessed. Happy are those who fear the Lord and who find great delight in his commands. Right there, I want you to catch that in verse one. The, the Bible clearly states, if you want to have a blessed life, God actually desires that for you. God wants to bless you. In scripture say, blessed is the one, happy is the one. And then there's the qualifier. If you want God's blessing in your life, here's what Psalms 112 says. If you want God's blessing in your life, then you and I have to be willing to do things God's way. For every promise found in scripture, there's a premise. There's, there's something that says, if you want what God has for you, the plan, the purpose that God has for you, then, then there's something, there's a step that you need to take. There's a truth that you need to, to grapple and wrestle with. And here's what it says. If you wanna be blessed in your life, then what you need to do is listen to God and do what he says. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, we have a lot of people in the world that they want to be blessed by God, but they don't want to do anything God's way. 
Let me tell you something about me that, that you may not know, just to kind of help illustrate this point. Deep down inside, I want to admit something to you. There are times where it crosses my mind where I think that I'd like to have six-pack abs. I really do. Uh, and I know right now I have abs. Uh, they are insulated right now uh, for protection. Uh, I'm, I'm still, oh my God, this is my winter body. It's January. Uh, I'm like a bear. We hibernate during the winter and then during the summer we get real ripped. Um, so this is my off season, right? I'm still working on my before shot. Um, but, but like right now, I, I like, there's sometimes it crossed my mind, like I think I'd like to actually have abs that I can see, like a six pack, not a keg, but a six pack. I got a keg now. Six pack is what we're going for. Like six pack. I just would like to have six pack eggs or abs. Ed, see, that's why I can't have six pack abs because all I can think about is eggs and bacon. That's why they're hidden. Anyway, I'd like to, sometimes I'd like to, but, but here's, here's what crosses my mind when I, when I think of a goal like that. I realize I'm not willing to do what it takes in order to have a six pack abs. There are some things that I really love that I would have to start saying no to if I was gonna have a six pack. There are some things that I don't want to do that I would have to start doing if I wanted to have a six pack. And so every time it crosses my mind that, hey, like, would you like to have that? Is that what you want? I quickly say no, because if this is what it takes to get to where I'm going, I really don't want it that bad. That's an illustration of what God says here. Because I think a lot of people say, yeah, do you want to be blessed by God? Do you want to live the blessed life? And we're like, yeah. And then we read Psalm 112 and say, and God says, these are the qualifiers. This is all you have to do to read the, to, to have the blessed life. Fear God, honor God and obey his commands. And unfortunately, when many people hear that, it's like the guy talking to the, the boy that runs the gym and says, I'd like to have abs, but I don't want to leave the couch and I don't want to stop eating Cheetos. <laughs> Not going to happen. So when the Bible says you can live the blessed life, every area of your life can be blessed if you are willing to honor God, fear God, and obey his commands. Here's the big question for you. Do you still want to be blessed? If you knew that God's blessings came God's way, are you willing to do what God says to do? There's the promise. There's the, the precursor. Like, listen, your ability to be blessed does not hinge on luck. It doesn't hinge on happenstance. You don't have to be born into the right family. Blessings from God are contingent on your choice to be obedient to what he says. That's the promise that we have. You can choose your level of blessing from God based on your level of obedience to God. Do you wanna be blessed? Here's the key right here. Now I wanna show you a few ways that God says, if you are willing to do life my way, I can show you what it would look like. I can show you how you can pray right now that God would bless your life in these next few verses. The first prayer is this found in verse two. It says, man, listen, if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to honor God and obey his commands, then here's what you can think through. This is what you can be promised. Their children will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. The first prayer is simple. Number one is this, God bless my family. You wanna be blessed? You wanna pray a prayer of blessing over your life? 
The psalmist here says, pray that, that, that God would bless your family. See, this is what I want you to understand. Uh, your obedience today, your willingness to say yes and follow God and fear the Lord will have ramifications on generations to come. I want you to get that. I want you to feel the weight of that this morning. Even if you don't have kids, even if you're older and your kids are already moved out the house, listen to me, your willingness to say yes to Jesus today, your willingness to honor and fear God in every area of your life will have consequences on your kids and your grandkids for generations to come. That's what the Bible promises that when you are a blessed person, then your kids, your grandkids for generations to come, they will experience blessings as well. Think about that. Your family's success hinges on your willingness to say yes to Jesus, your willingness to follow God. There are so many opportunities that I am walking in today because of decisions that my dad and my mom made, that my grandparents made. Their willingness to say yes 50 years ago is allowing me today to see things that I could have never imagined. And this is not just a spiritual principle, right? Uh, this is not just with the Bible. Uh, as a parent and as a soon-to-be parent, a one-day parent, wanna-be parent, one day the decisions you make in your life will impact your kids even outside of that. The decisions you make, the sacrifices that you make, the, the thinking that you have right now will move well beyond your life. Let me give you an example. I, I know this is a unique story that a lot of people aren't like this. I know that I'm extremely blessed, uh, but it goes to illustrate it. I graduated college with zero debt. I looked up the other day and uh, in, in 2020, uh, 2020, uh, the average college graduate finished school last year with $39,000 worth of school debt. $39,000 worth of debt. And they don't even have a job yet. Like they are walking into that. When I graduated college, I didn't have any debt. My dad and then my mom paid for my college education. You want to know how that happened? Because they had a generational mindset. Years ago, my parents decided that education was going to be a priority for them, that they thought that college would open up as many doors as, as, as could possibly be opened for my brother and I. And so they made a decision. They made a sacrifice. They decided that education was important and it was so important to them that they were going to pay for it. And so my dad came up to my brother and I when we were in high school and he said, Nathan, you can go to any college that you want to. You are going to go to college. You can go to any school that you can get accepted into. And here's the deal, I'll pay for it. And my life was so much different when I graduated college because I graduated debt-free. How did that happen? It was a generational mindset. Someone before me made a decision that totally altered my life. It's not just finances like that, but it's also spiritual. I don't know if you grew up in a home like this, but when you grew up in the Klein house growing up at 11 o'clock on Sunday, you went to church. That was what we did as a family. That was a house rule. It didn't matter if we were traveling, playing sports, or had a tournament on Sunday, or wanted to go out of town with a friend. Like It didn't matter. None of that mattered. At 11 o'clock on Sunday, my house rules were the Klein boys go to church. 
My dad would look at us and say, as long as you're sleeping under my roof, as long as you're wearing my clothes, as long as you're eating my food, as long as you're driving my car, then on Sunday at 11 o'clock, you got plans. We are going to worship together as a family. And now here I am in my 30s, pastoring a local church, and I've got a front row seat to God doing some incredible things. How'd that happen? Generational mindset. My parents decided that church and Jesus would be a priority in our family. And that was passed on to me. And it's altered the course of my life and had a significant impact on it. Parents, I want you to lean in real quick. I, re I really want you to feel this. I want you to understand this principle. If you see church as optional, don't be surprised when your kids grow up to see God as unnecessary. Your decisions today will impact generations to come. And the blessed man, the blessed woman has a family that is blessed. The man or the woman that chooses to fear God and listen to God and do what he says will reap the benefits of that decision for generations to come. Ask God this morning to give you a generational mindset when it comes to blessings. Ask God to help you feel the weight of the responsibility that you have in your home. Maybe the kids you don't even have yet because decisions today matter. Decisions today can make an impact. And I understand that for a lot of you, your life is not like my life. You did not grow up in the same home that I did. And guess what? That's okay. Please don't play the victim card. Make a decision today that you are going to sprout a new branch on your spiritual family tree that will ensure generational blessings to come. It's up to you. Do you want to be blessed so that your family can then be blessed moving forward? Verse three, here's another way that you can pray to be blessed. Wealth and riches are in their house. Whose house? The blessed man's house. The one that says yes to God. The one that fears and honors God. The one that obeys God's wealth and riches are in their house and their righteousness endures forever. I don't know if you ever prayed this prayer before, but scripture's given us permission. The second prayer that we can pray is God bless me financially. <laughs> like God bless me financially. I love that. Man, put, yes, sir, put that in the chat. <laughs> Secure the bag, right? Make that paper, right? That's a good prayer. I didn't know we could pray that. We could ask God that we could be rich. We could ask God to bless us financially. Like, is that cool? Is that a good prayer to pray? We actually see that that's a byproduct. Wealth and riches are a byproduct of those that are willing to do things God's way, to listen to God and to do what he says. But here's the catch. Every promise comes with a premise. You ready? God blesses you and I financially for very specific reasons. We see it in verse five. Scripture says, good will come to those who are generous and lend freely, who conduct their affairs with justice. Here's what God says. I want to make you wealthy. You want to know why? Because I'm going to let you be the middleman between me and what I want to do on earth. God's not interested in blessing people that just want to put all the money in their pocket and get rich. God wants to financially bless people that will then turn around and bless others. 
You're a conduit. Like you're just a carrier. It's not a, it's not a cul-de-sac where all of the money and all of the, everything just stops with you. God's, God's not going to do that. I give an example that this is not hard for us to realize because we are the same way. If you came up to me this afternoon and said, Nathan, give me $100. And I asked you, what are you going to do with it? And you just said, I'm just going to stick it in my pocket. <laughs> like I just want $100. Give me $100. I'm going to look at you weird and say, like, no, go get a job. Like, you want $100? Go, go get your own $100. Now, if you came up to me and said, Nathan, give me $100. And I said, why would you need $100? And you said, hey, man, there's a family here in town that has a need. And I'm getting ready to go to the grocery store. And I'm getting ready to buy them some food so that they can provide for their two little kids. And they need some diapers. And like, man, they need a winter coat right now and some gloves. Man, it's cold outside. And this family doesn't have it. Nathan, would you give me $100 for that? I'm 100% gonna give you $100. I'm gonna ask you, is that gonna be enough? Like, will $100 cover it? Will it cover coats and gloves and toboggans and and a good meal? And do they have bills that need to be paid? Like, how else can we serve them? That's the approach that I'm gonna have. If you're telling me that you wanna be open-handed, that you wanna meet needs, that you wanna make an impact, that, that you want the money to move from you to then bless someone else, I'm in, absolutely. I love giving towards needs. But if it's just going to stop at you and you just want to get rich, that's a lame reason for me to give you anything. So think about that as you pray to be blessed financially. Are you asking God for more just so that you can have more? Are you asking God to bless you financially just so you can be rich? Because like, I'm not God, but that's a pretty lame reason for me to give you anything. But if you look at God and say, God, I want you to bless me so that I can then be a blessing to others. God, I want you to put this money in my hand so that I can take this open-handed and give it to someone else to meet a need, to make an impact, to make a difference, to help other people know who Jesus is. If that's your attitude, then you can pray boldly for a blessing financially and watch what God does. I believe God is looking for people to bless with finances and wealth and riches that will then turn around and bless other people for his namesake and for for his glory. Listen, (laughs) if you're praying for money right now and the only thing you're gonna do with it is keep it and the only thing you have done with your money is to serve yourself, then don't be surprised when you ask God for more and he doesn't give it. Because if you haven't been faithful with what he's already given you, why in the world would God give you any more? But for the blessed man, that wants to bless others, that wants to meet a need, that wants to be generous. God says, I want to give to that person freely. I'll give to that person all they want and need if they're going to turn around and honor me with it, to fear the Lord and to obey his commands. God says, you want that? You want to do that with your finances? Then I'll provide. I'll make a way. I'll bless you financially so that you can turn around and be generous to others. I love that promise. Secure the bag and then share it. That's how God does finances, God's way. Last two verses in verse six. Surely the righteous will never be shaken. Surely the blessed man, the the one that is right, the one that views God in the right way, that prioritizes obedience with God, surely the righteous will not be shaken. They will be remembered forever. They will have no fear of bad news. Their hearts are steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Their hearts are secure. 
They will have no fear. In the end, they will look in triumph on their foes. <laughs> Here's the last prayer. The promise that God has to bless the man and bless the woman that prioritizes him, that fears him and obeys him. I wanna challenge you to ask God to bless you with fortitude. Now, here's a simple definition for fortitude. Let me, let me share it with you. Uh, fortitude is defined as a strength of mind that enables one to endure adversity with courage. I wanna leave that on the screen. Like, I, I want you to see that. Tell me if you are not very attracted to this right here, this concept right here. Fortitude is a strength of mind that enables one to endure adversity with courage. Tell me you do not want that right now. I don't know anybody that would look at that and say, in my life, in this political climate, in this uh, health climate, in, in, in this country at this moment, you can't tell me that you don't want fortitude. And that is a promise that is given to us by scripture that the blessed man has. Look at, look at those words. He says, the blessed man will not be overcome with what goes on in the world. The blessed man will be righteous. The blessed man, the blessed woman will be confident in their life. The blessed woman will have trust in God. These blessed people will be fearless, no fear. And they will be able to face whatever comes at them, whatever their foes are, whatever barriers they have, they'll be able to face them with confidence. Come on now. In this climate, in this world, in our country, I don't know anything sounding better than that. In the midst of a world that has totally lost their mind, God says, if you fear me and you obey my commands, then you will be the blessed one that will not fear, whose mind will not be in the throes of the world, who will not be afraid, who will not have to be glued to the TV screen at, at, at every COVID update of how many cases we have, that won't be glued to the market thinking, oh no, I hope it doesn't go down and what am I gonna lose and am I gonna be able to make it? A, a, a fortitude that no matter what happens in the world, the blessed man and woman have peace. <laughs> that sounds really good right now, don't you think? And yet that is the promise that God says awaits the one that is willing to fear God and obey his commands. Doesn't peace sound good? Doesn't mental fortitude sound really appealing right now? Doesn't confidence in your life, trust in God, a, a life void of fear, isn't that something worth pursuing? That's what the blessed life looks like. Every promise found in scripture comes with a premise, an opportunity for us to say yes to Jesus, to do things his way and then reap the benefits from it. There's another promise that I wanna leave you with today, a promise that God makes for us. It's uh, found in John three sixteen. God says, for, for I, God loved the world so much that he sent his son, Jesus, that whoever would believe in him shall have eternal life and will not perish, will be with God forever. There's a promise found in scripture for you and for me, that if we would just believe in Jesus, there's the, the premise, if we would believe in him, if we would surrender our lives to him, then we can experience all that God has for us, the eternal life, not just our life here changed on earth, but spend an eternity with God. 
That's a promise found in scripture that is contingent on a choice that you and I can make today. Would you make that choice? That today, to say yes to Jesus, maybe for the very first time. Maybe you hear this and you're like, Nathan, that blessed life sounds so good to me. Well, the first step is beginning a relationship with Jesus, knowing who God is and the honor that comes with that. And then taking a next step every single day to say yes to him and walking in obedience. You do that and you'll have the blessed life that is envied by many and prayed for by many as well. Let me close for you in prayer as we ask God to do things in your life and in my life for generations to come based on your, yes, your decision to say yes to Jesus today. God, thank you for this promise. Thank you that we can grab a hold of it and claim it boldly that you desire for your people to live a blessed life. And you even show us how we can have it. That if we would just honor you, fear you, have a healthy respect and love for you, and that we would walk with you every day, being obedient to you when you call us to, that God, these small decisions today that somebody would make anywhere around the world today, this Sunday, right now, listening to this video could impact generations to come and put their life on a totally different course that would not only change their life, but could end up changing the world. God, I pray that we would not let this opportunity pass, that you would give us the wisdom to know what to do with the words that we have just heard. God, we wanna live the blessed life. We wanna be happy in every area. And we know we can have that if we do it your way. God, thank you for that promise. Give us the boldness to do what we need to do right now, to accept what you have for us in our lives. Pray and ask those things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Revo Podcast. We believe everyone has a next step to take in their relationship with Jesus. If you would like more information on what that means for you, or if you have any questions about today's message, please email us at info at discoverrevo.com.